Hello, I'm Rachel Clapp-Miller, and I'm the Director of Digital Engagement at Force Management, a growth play company. Thank you for downloading the second in our series with our very own sales curmudgeon. Hey, Rachel. Always a pleasure to speak. I believe last time we talked, it was about a couple concepts, stabbing the wounded and the miracle cloud. Today, I think what we ought to talk about is another major reason why folks out there are probably going to fail with their sales initiatives. And that being, they really don't understand all about the grieving process. It's an interesting term, I know, for a lot of people listening because we don't typically think uh, sales when we think of the grieving process, although sometimes at the end of our quarter we might be going through a bit of a grieving process. It, the idea of the grieving process applies to a lot of things, death, the end of your marriage. So talk a little bit about how it applies to a sales initiative. Yeah, well, maybe on another podcast we can talk about end of marriage. But on, on this one, what I'd like to hit is, you know, how does the grieving process, you know, apply to uh, sales initiatives? And I think what happens is it really, it's, it's a naive assumption that an initiative is about implementing a new process, you know, new tools or new systems. And what I think it really is, it's about managing a team through, you know, the, the loss, the loss of the familiar. And what I take it back to is, you know, for a while there, you know, before I got into, you know, what I'm doing now, I spent a lot of time implementing IT projects. Uh, actually a miserable way to, to make a living. It's kind of the sum of all fears and the hardest thing I ever did. So I, I got out of it and did something easier, which is this. But really, you know, it, it, what I found was is that when I started implementing IT projects, I thought it was all about the technology and that's how I approached it. And that didn't work too well. And then I thought it was about redesigning the processes and then implementing the technology and that worked slightly better. But what I really found was is that an IT project, you know, much like a sales initiative, is all about managing change. You know, and that's an overused term, change management and change readiness and all that kind of stuff. But it's actually kind of true. And it's really all about getting people to change the way they do things and how they get things done. And so the role of the leader is to take people through that, that grieving process and to be a forcing function to help them break through to the other side. Because, as you said, people don't like change. It's They have a fear of change. It's sort of um, that concept of the devil that you know is better than, than the one you don't. Yeah, the fuss tends to center all around the loss of the familiar, uh, you know, even if the familiar sucks. You know, people fear the unknown, and that's why they, they cling to bad jobs, bad relationships, you know, bad sales process, whatever. And what you find is, you know, people will uh, complain all day about their CRM and everything that's wrong about it until you, you try to change it. Then, all of a sudden, magically, they have this fond memory of how great it was. You know, it's kind of like taking a threadbare blankie from a toddler in some respects. And so it really comes down to an equation of, you know, the pain of staying the same needs to be greater than the pain of change. I, I got to tell you, I, I didn't invent the rules. I just kind of understand the way that they work. Right. Well, well, you've been there and, you, and you've done that. But this idea of the, the pain of staying the same needs to be greater than the pain of change is actually a researched concept. So explain that a little bit. Yeah. And so, it, in, and again, I always take it back to the grieving process. And, you know, for, for our listeners out there that probably slept through Psych 101, 
just real quickly, the, the five stages of the, of the uh, grieving process being denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, it's kind of what you go through when, when you're going from one sales methodology to another. And the sales ego, of course, is most especially tuned to steps three and four um, of bargaining and, and depression, but that's another matter. <laughs> so, so how does a leader maneuver through the, through the grieving process? Well, the first thing is, is to understand that it's going on and, you know, then manage through it. And that takes on different forms. It's all situational leadership, really. And sometimes that involves a pat on the back and, you know, sometimes it's a kick somewhere else, but often it's somewhere in between and good leaders know that. And just also getting away from the naive assumption that a few late night emails and some you know, killer, great SK opening speech isn't going to do it. I mean, that's not going to change behaviors. It's not disruptive enough. And a lot of times we get in, called in and asked to uh, implement something because, you know, some client, some sales leader wants to have a disruptive influence on the market. But what we find is, is that it's very difficult to have a disruptive influence on the market if you yourself are not willing to be disrupted and to have your sales team be disruptive. And whenever you're disrupted, um, you know, that's the grieving process. People are, are grieving the loss of the familiar. So the best way to do it, obviously, is not to try to do it on your own, but to enlist the help of your first line managers and your chain of command. Because obviously, if you went over the hearts and minds of the managers, then you went over the hearts and minds of the troops. Right. There's this power in numbers. And we've seen it a lot in the work that we, we've done, that when it comes to change, you're always going to have some early adopters, you're going to have that center of mass, and then you're going to have the laggards. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the time. So the, the, the answer is obvious, is you, know, you, you reward your early adopters, and you ask for their help in, in moving the center of mass forward. You share successes, because that will give the center of mass the confidence and conviction to change, and then the laggards, you know, quit trying to save them. What you need to do is basically lose them. And, you know, sorry, but that's kind of the way it is. Because they're, they're, I'm sure they're bogging you down anyway. And this is actually a convenient excuse to get rid of them. And morale will improve. And trust me, that's kind of the only way to go. Real talk from the sales curmudgeon. We'll, we'll end it there. If you like his approach, be sure to download part one of this series. We also have the sales curmudgeon ebook that you can find on our blog. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sales Curmudgeon. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And by the way, I'm available for uh, sales kickoffs, for uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs. Love the plug. Thank you.